Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I want you to tell the people what you were doing when I called you, when you called me. Um, doing what I normally do at 11.30 p.m. <laughs> on the nights that we record and I set up my mic. Right. Um, I was uh, singing along uh, or should I say duetting um, with a random... No, you should say singing along. <laughs> I should sing along. Uh, no, I'm going to say duetting, Thomas, uh, with a random <laughs> person who had, you know, sung one half of the karaoke part to 17 from Heather's and <laughs> I was singing JD. So, so there. So I see, no, I see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> tweet as in Hendrix your half of a duet videos. And oh my god! Maybe he'll sing along with you. Don't do that. That'd be well fun. I love doing. Do you ever? Do you never do that? Just record like one half of the song and then that's, you sing the other harmony part. That's as in Hendrix on Twitter, not Musical Mash on Twitter. As in Hendrix. Well, you have no fun. Most of <laughs> like, I literally have folders of me just singing. Like it's like. Uh, Lima is finale Fontaine, and then I'll just let that, and then I'll just like sing the epony part you have, over the top. Do you have it's like great. bookmarks in the top of your in the top of your web browser for different duets that you like click on for? When you're well, I mean, I do way? make some myself, um, and just like duet with myself as so... a Hendrix two on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a thing that I could start. <laughs> sing with me, sing with Jim. That'll do it, work. do it. <laughs> Welcome to Jim and Tomic's Musical Theater Happy Hour, your weekly podcast with mojitos and mixtapes. I see you've typed uh, here mixed tapes. Was that intentional or is that a Scottish thing? Because it's a mixed tape. Ah, this might be a Scottish thing. In America, we would call that a mix. A mixed tape. tape. Singular. Maybe I've just got that wrong. <laughs> but I wondered if you were going for kind of some kind of cocktail illusion there because it's a mixed tape. It'd be a good if you had like a 90s bar. That's exactly what I meant. Let's pretend that's what I meant. (laughs) No, I think I just got it wrong. I think I just got it wrong. Guys, Jimmy did something wrong. 
Uh-oh. A mixed tape. <laughs> he made a mixed tape. <laughs> that works, Oh, man. Speaking of mixed tapes, what are you drinking today? You caught me just taking a mouthful. Um, well, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, a, a waiter there just handed me a free glass of, uh, I think this is, oh, what? I think it's just sparkling wine. But that's fine. It's what you get at an exhibition like this. Glug, 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 glug. I didn't know we were bringing the improvisational moments into this part of the podcast. We are. We absolutely. They're going to be everywhere. We're just going to start creating our own oh, shows, God. just making them up straight away. Yep. That's well, you know, that's much better than what I've got. What have you got? I'm treat. I've just got a, a coffee cup full of de- uh, photographic development fluid. Um, that was another option that I thought of. You yeah. Know? But and I was gonna do, but act out again and like uh, do, like dying because I'm just drinking like lots of chemicals. That might have been more confusing than uh, your initially already confusing improv moment. Potentially, but if you saw if you saw the physical actions, that's I, true. Know, I, that's I, true. I, I snapped on I, and everything. I I do on. think you should incorporate more Snap physical off. actions into silent physical actions into our audio only format show. I think, I think that it, right mind. now Jimmy is doing so many things. Anyway, what are we talking about today? What are we getting on about? Tell ya. you. I tell me. I don't think anyone got this, but that's fair because I mean, difficult. That's um, a hard question. Yeah. One of the co-collaborators on this musical, don't know if I'm taking American accent, has worked with a laundry list of famous musical theater names. Lin Manuel Miranda. Do you know him? Who's I? Mm, rings a bell. <laughs> He's all right. Um. Jeremy Jordan, Ramin Karamloo, Betsy Wolf, Annalie Ashford, and Miss Sierra Bogus, Ariel herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in the way that you would think. What show, Thomas? What, what show, show could it possibly be? We're talking about 35mm, a musical exhibition. No one, apparently. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, So what we were meaning by that, not in the way you think, um, is because uh, 35mm, a musical exhibition, Uh um, is actually based on uh, a series of photographs or inspired by a series of photographs uh, by Mr. Matthew Murphy, who... Mm -hmm is a big New York photographer who's taken many headshots. Many very famous headshots. All yes. these famous people he's worked with. But, exactly. You know, trick, trick, trick question. We haven't had hey. quite a trick question in a while. Exactly. And I'm sure if you Googled <laughs> all those names together, 
you would maybe just get Broadway.com being like, <laughs> these people have won awards. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, this is a musical, uh, kind of, well, a musical exhibition. I'm going to say a song cycle, but we'll t- talk about that later. We'll talk about that um, for sure. But a musical exhibition uh, mm. by Mr. Ryan Scott Oliver. Yeah. What else has he done? He has done, um, well, probably his, his other biggest thing um, would be Jasper and Deadland. Mm-hmm, which is pretty big. The gorgeous and hunky, hunky, hunky Matt Doyle. <laughs> um, and other than that, he's not done vast amounts. Um He's got a couple of things in development. They're working. Yeah. He's working on like a, a dark Peter Pan adaptation mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he's, um, he's done a couple smaller things that I've not heard of. Mrs. Sharp, <laughs> Darling, um, We Foxes. But these mm-hmm. are not things that have, 35 millimeter. I think is certainly one of his more well known works. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was fully produced. Though the other ones I think were done either regionally. Or, you know, in development, mm-hmm. like, rehearsed readings, whereas um, 35mm actually got put on in um, an art space mm-hmm. uh, off-Broadway. Yeah. So, so there you go. Uh, it played off-Broadway in 2012 and then had a, an off-West End production in 2013. Um, and yep. it's going to be revived again this year on the West End. And, yeah, in, like, a matter of minutes. Yeah. Uh, so that's quite cool. Um, and uh, literally, this will sound... This was, is not going to get to where we're like, oh, yeah, they don't do it. I had no idea when we, because we decide what we're going to be doing, mm-hmm. like, weeks and like, weeks and weeks, weeks in, advance, in advance. And I had no idea that this was going to coincide with this, but hey, it has. So hey, What do you know? It was, in, it was in the air. It was in the zeitgeist. <sighs> it was indeed. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's difficult to say what this is about because it's yeah. not really a about anything yeah Um, i think i think the place to start is this is a song cycle at its most base level this is a song cycle mm -hmm. it's a series of songs loosely related to each other where we're trying to say something by putting them all together Mm -hmm. um but i want to almost challenge that again not right now we're going to challenge that at the end that's going to be a concluding thing um but i do want it up to to be really big oh it's gonna be huge um (laughs) But no, I do want to challenge that because, you know, obviously we've done a song cycle before when we did songs for New World. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is definitely a song cycle. Um, yes. But I feel like this is something kind of different. Similar in many ways, but something yeah. kind of different. Um, and we'll maybe tease apart why I think that. Yeah. On its most base end. level, each song in this show is inspired by one or a couple photos. And the photos are featured heavily in that song. You can see them and there's, you know, they never explicitly say why. And then maybe there's a question why even, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's a big, photos are important. 35 millimeter, a musical exhibition. It's in Mm -hmm. there too. Also, it's a, I mean, would you say there's a double entendre going on here in the title? A musical exhibition? What do you mean? Well, so a musical exhibition as in we are at a photo showing an art gallery where you're getting your glass of wine, but a musical exhibition where we are exhibiting ourselves, where there is kind of this exposure of something. I, well, I just think it's, and this is what I'm talking about with a song cycle. I think it is more of an exhibition as opposed to a song cycle. Um, 
in its in its most literal sense. Interesting. And um, I'm leaning the other way, but yeah. who knows? Strong opinions loosely held. Yeah. Um so what how we're gonna work this, um we're gonna treat it like we're I've still got my sparkling mm, sparkling wine in hand glug 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 uh, and Tommy and I are going to walk around yes, uh, the and music observe of each of these photos as we look at them yes <laughs> Okay, so I guess it's important to say as well, and the framing of the, if you've never listened to this before, mm-hmm. um, the framing of this show uh, is it's got a kind of um, all-encompassing beginning and end. Yes. Uh, and and some, interspersed are these Some transitions, transitions. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I read as well that um, Ryan Scott Oliver, he said that those transitions are really just a time for the audience to just kind of like chill like, out. They don't take really a mean... moment, take a breath. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. It's just like have a relaxo. Yeah. While you process, you know, the, the kind of like comedy moments in the Shakespeare plays. It's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um, and they're all, they're very much themed around the concept of photography. The first one yeah. is called Stop Time. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's something there about F-stops in there. Like we're, we're playing with photographic imagery, not in the photo kind of way, but in the metaphor kind of way. Yeah. Um, and it's all about, you know, you freeze a moment, but what happens after this moment? What happens mm-hmm. around this moment? Is this moment bigger than this one particular snapshot you've taken? Exactly. Exactly. And it is, it's, it's thinking about how much does the bit before matter how much does the bit after matter is it all just about what you've managed to capture yeah in that little square this is um this is a high level conceptual kind of show well we're an art gallery tommy so (laughs) art i have so many opinions about art galleries maybe they'll come up but Um, we should move on to the first song crazy town yeah so i want to talk about why it opens with this Mm mm-hmm well, why do you think question. it opens with this? Uh, uh, I don't know. The same reason most shows open with a song like this. I mean, Crazy Town, without the explicit exposition that happens in a normal piece of musical theater, feels like an intro song. It's upbeat. Mm-hmm. All the characters are in it. Um mm-hmm. It also, I mean, between Stop Time, the transitionary kind of prelude song, and Crazy Town, we're setting up our audience for what kind of musical this is going to be. Oh, we should mm-hmm. help help remind me. Stop Time, the exposure that goes with it is a beautiful picture of two hands kind of looking through a lens detached mm-hmm. from a camera. And then in Crazy Town, it's a whole bunch of different exposures that are kind of different body parts, um, yeah, close-ups. Uh-huh. They one looks like one looks like it's from a migraine commercial. Um, mm-hmm. But they're you know there's a lot of gesture to them, and they're all set against uh, primary or primary-ish colored backgrounds. Um, usually two photographs. There's like there must be forty of them. Um, mm-hmm. 
and they kind of go throughout. So I don't know. I don't know if I have a good reason for why we open mm-hmm. with Crazy Town. What do What do you think? Do you have any solutions? Um, I think I think it does a couple of things. I think it it sets you up for Ryan Scott Oliver's style of music because yeah. one thing I would definitely say is that he has a really, really interesting and distinctive sound. Yeah. Um, that is isn't really anything you've heard much before um it's and uh, again sorry to always say this but we'll talk a bit about the end because i do have a lot of thoughts on him um and i think it sets you up for that because it's a bit wacky it starts with a sort of a fugue of noises yeah um and then it it, it, i don't know it it's i think it's because it feels like it's at the start of a journey or it's talking about the start of a journey yeah i think i, I think there's commentary about that in the song the the mm-hmm. part that reads to me the most is this ain't no neverland this ain't no wonderland this ain't no narnia this ain't no oz this mm-hmm. isn't your magical land far away this is crazy town which yeah. is you know a contemporary way of talking about wonderland um yeah and I, 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 well, there's connotations me, with that i don't know to me i think the whole song is kind of just about uh, like that moment in your life mm-hmm. where you kind of just have to get on get on the horse. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that like really difficult period of like, ugh, yeah. you have to, uh, you know, kind of your, pub- your pubescent days have gone and you're now <laughs> okay. uh, just a, a full on person um, and you have to face up to all of those different things. And there's a couple of bits that, that make me think that. Okay, um, like what? Uh, just so and he talks about um, I can't remember which world he's in uh, but when he finds the money and it's that idea of um, you know it's your first kind of interaction with mm-hmm. money um, mm-hmm. and there's lots of it and you don't really know what to do with it um, yeah. then you've got the idea of obviously the sex part of it yeah, um, which is very very blatant um and then this kind of idea of like there's a the again the kind of fugue part of um where he's talking about his eight inch copper key which Mm -hmm. i have a feeling is very phallic um and it might just be solely phallic but um, and i can't find the door that it goes to and it's bothering me yeah yeah exactly and it's that idea of there's an implication there yeah and then just when he says like it's a christ-like allegory yeah um that you know it's that idea of it's the responsibility. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Christ at the end of his life in the passion um, yeah. was very much facing, you know, the, the, re- the reality of, of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, I think it's, that's where, he, that's where he's at. So to me, it's kind of like, because all of the songs in this, I would say are aimed at adults. Yes. There's not really any like, Oh, you know when you're a kid, it's like this. You know, I mean, there's there's right. nothing like that. They're all songs yeah. for adults, and I feel like this is the one that's kind of like the earliest. If you, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're chronologically, that's true. It is. Them. I mean, and this was my follow up question was, do you see Crazy Town? Because a lot of these songs are, I don't know, for later, but leaning on the standalone song cycle ish. Yeah, like I exist as a story unto myself. Um, my follow up question was going to be, do you see crazy town as standalone? I exist 
or expositionally motivated towards the rest of the evening. Um, like, no, I is, just see it as standalone. I exist. Really, I see it as kind of a like not exposition in its, in its purest sense, but we're mm-hmm. here for Crazy Town and Crazy Town like. All these stories happen in Crazy Town. Not explicitly. Not like, oh, mm-hmm. these are characters that live in this mythical town that we call Crazy Town. But we're we're getting used to the language and the brain and the type of story we're about to experience. Mm-hmm. Abstract, metaphorical, filled with imagery, not going to make a lot of sense sometimes, but still intentionally put together in the same bucket so you view mm-hmm. it as one. And don't confuse this with your childhood concepts of Wonderland, Narnia, Oz, or Neverland. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, New York, and not New York in Wonderland Alice's New Adventure kind of way, but yeah, like definitely. in new contemporary adult quarter-life crisis kind of way, mm-hmm. um, but through a deeply artistic lens. Yeah, definitely. No, I would. I completely. I completely agree with that. Um, but I don't think it's it's tied in. To any of the, you know, I mean, I don't think it's yeah. like you don't ever. Oh, I hark back to Crazy Town when I think of that. Yeah, it, I guess like that's you say, true. it sets it sets you up, yeah, completely, and it 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 you know it does the classic musical theater trope of welcome to the world, right? Exactly, you know, and that's why I say expositional in the same way that yeah. like you know, no other song in the Music Man goes like, ah, yes, thank you for reminding me of Iowa Stubborn from the beginning of this show. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't actually bring that back, but it tells you what town we're in. This time, mm-hmm. we're not in River City, we're in Crazy Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I just feel like because Crazy Town to me is adulthood. Yeah. Then it's like, well, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, it's, it's, yes, I don't know. It's hard, man. It's hard to talk about art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. But it it is a it's a welcome. This is the song the white rabbit would sing if we were entering Wonderland. I know. But this, I was thinking, but this I isn't like, Wonderland. You know. How much does Frank Wildhorn wish that he wrote this? Yeah, this would have been a much better intro to it. When call me Frank Wildhorn. We'll 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 figure it out. Um, yeah. I I know we're still waiting on that call. That's I'm, the hell. I'm, Time, the time is ticking. No, it's not. <laughs> well, that, that I mean, that's its own Alice in Wonderland allegory right there. It absolutely is. Day, but good day for us, good for us. You wouldn't let me kiss you, wouldn't let me kiss you, wouldn't let me kiss you. And that is why you were my kind of guy. Then you want to talk about the next one? Let's talk about the next one. So we, we have another transition, but that's fine. Um... And then we have On Monday, which uh, it's exposure. Um, Its photograph is uh, a lady's hand uh, reaching for a gent's hand, which is pocketed. Um, And that, I mean, I feel like that's very clear as to what the the song itself is about, um, where it's about uh, a girl is basically singing um, to her lover, Mm-hmm. Uh, or and is basically trying to come to terms with the fact that they're on completely different pages as to how they view love yeah. and how they uh, approach it. Um, so she is very much of the ilk of let's seize the moment, let's do things now, moves very quickly through things, whereas he is much more about taking things slow 
mm-hmm. um, and you know letting things build and letting things develop. Yeah. Um, and I think that is quite cool because both both are are equally viable. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, in both, I think people can relate to one or the other. Jimmy, I don't like this song. Do you not? No. Um, can I tell you a secret? That oh you're not God. allowed to tell any high schooler ever. Right, okay, so no high schoolers listening to this bit. Ever. Jimmy, you've ever gone to see, I get. I don't know if this is a, an Amerocentric thing or not, but like a talent show. Like mm. an amateur talent show. One that's been pre-rehearsed and arranged. Not one where like, not like an open mic night, but like we're going to showcase everyone's talents today and they all auditioned with them. Or a variety show or... You know, we're all going to do different acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I've, I've been in many. There you go. Have you ever been the second act? the ver- Not like act two, but the second thing to happen in a show. I, I can't remember, but probably not, no. The second thing to happen in a show like this, in a variety show, in a student vocal concert, in things that are arranged from different people, mm-hmm. the second act is always the worst. Um, Interesting. Intentionally so. You want to open on something strong. You put your Uh strongest number there. Then you figure contextually, you want something pretty good to start the second half after the interval. Uh And you want something pretty good to end it. Uh After you figured those things out, you put your worst thing right after the very first number of the show. Because then you've gotten it out of the way. Uh It can't be the first thing of the show because then people will leave. Yeah, I understand. understand. But if it's the second thing of the show, they're not like following up on something that was better than them or more exciting than them or seems Uh more interesting than them. Yeah, I understand. This happens all the time. On Uh Monday is the second act because Stop Time and Crazy Town are prologue and exposition. Mm -hmm. And then we're getting into the meat of it. And on Monday is the second one. On Monday... Mm -hmm is not bizarre, is not strange, is not terribly... The photograph is not terribly interesting. Um, It's a good photograph, but there's nothing, you know, I can tell what it all is. Mm -hmm. I don't think the song is terribly inspired by the photograph. It This feels like soap opera standard. This feels like sitcom standard. This could be the plot of another musical. I don't want it in this show. Mm, Interesting. Very interesting. It's the only Um, song in this show I have that reaction to. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I know, I'd say it's, out of all of them, it's the most generic and it's the most kind of ordinary days, no offence, uh, style. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Of here's a situation mm-hmm. and we're talking through it. But I don't know. I, I, I don't think that would be a universal reaction hmm. um, because I think there are people who would relate to it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um. I think they need more interesting lives. Well, why? Why'd you say that? It's, I, on Tuesday, I called you, you ignored me, straight voicemail, blah, 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 blah. Oh, your problems. Um, Maybe I sound, I don't know. I've, now that I say it out loud, I sound cynical. I wonder if you're the guy. Do you know what I mean? I wonder if you're the guy. I wonder if you're the guy. Maybe I'm, I'm sick of like uninteresting, non-nuanced love stories. Um, Uh You know, please don't show me Snow White again. Um, and That's not that this, this not so that this is Snow White, but this just feels so like out Anal. of contextly pedestrian and bare 
when mm-hmm. compared to the rest of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I, no, I would agree with you. It's, it's not, it's not my favorite, and I didn't expect to speak about it for more than five minutes. But <laughs> I do find it, I do find it really interesting. Uh, the the reasons why you don't like it. Do you know hmm. what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because I like, I think it's totally if you you know if you really go into the meat of what what the song's talking about. Yeah. Um. You know this idea that oh just because you want love to happen quickly it mean, means you're young means you're juvenile means you don't really understand life. Yeah. Um. That's not necessarily true. I, I, I think I think it's a it's a more specific thing that I'm reacting negatively to. Um, uh-huh. th- you can entirely unpack this song. You can pull it all out of the box and look at every side of it and look at the picture and be like, yep, that's a song about this picture. Yeah. And I understand the whole thing. And every other song in this show is not like that. Yeah. There are parts that are mysterious. There are parts that are open to interpretation. There are parts that are surprising. There are parts uh-huh. that like contrast the photo or something. Yeah. And this song doesn't do that. I don't you know. know. I, think you, I, I think you could get a discussion out of it because you could, you know, I mean, you can argue both parts yeah maybe maybe i I just find that discussion uninteresting because i'm a cynical hag and you're also deeply in love yes you know musical theater exactly is that his name yes a weird name musical theater yeah well you know i try to keep my interests narrow (laughs) that's gonna be awkward then he will literally become musical theater mash yes absolutely in the wedding yeah well that's good you planned that way i'm all about the future planning (laughs) absolutely Um, with which carolee makes small cuts now you don't try to take them try to borrow or break them and carolee god damn it stabs your nuts oh gently oh but repeatedly oh Well, let's move on to number three. I was like, what number are we on now? Maybe four. It doesn't matter. Um, We're talking Carolee. Like, Before we get too far into it, um, the picture oh, yeah. is it's a it's two it's two different exposures of no, this a, is two pictures this one. The, yeah of um, a doll a girl doll with blonde hair one of them looks as you would expect a doll to and the next one is close but one of the eyes has gone a little cross eyed and about half of the hair is missing yeah she's been punched <laughs> yes yes who's been mauled um yeah and so basically this is J. armstrong johnson uh singing uh all about being a male nanny to a little girl called carolee who uh is like every other annoying uh, child that you have I to believe babysit the lyric is she is satan yes um which is one of my favorite repeated rhymes in musical theater that i've run into recently <laughs> Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, very very good. So basically, yeah, and it's it's it is very much like situation comedy. Um, it, it it's funny. One of my one of my big bugbears about uh-huh. these kind of songs. Uh-huh. I can't remember if we talked about it this year or probably not because there's really much yeah. of an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but it's um contemporary references. Mm, which one bugs you in this one? MacBook. Mm, yep that's a bad Do you know one. What i mean like those bug me too yeah uh-huh it's they're they're everywhere in this kind of oeuvre of musical yeah. um and it just it's just like oh yeah yep. 
kill. Uh, it's not because it's product placement. It's not because that. It's just nope. because it's it pulls you out. The uh the the one that always gets me is handful after handful of Doritos. Oh, interesting. Um, that doesn't get me. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah that one gets me. Those um, sorts of things. Brand names, contemporary yeah. references. The Facebook song. Yeah, the Facebook you know song. You know what I mean? It's full yeah. of them. It's full yeah, of things. Exactly. And it's I'm <laughs> sure it's very funny when you perform it right now when you wrote the musical because you're not thinking of us five years later mm-hmm. listening to it. They yeah. don't make MacBooks anymore, do they? Or do they call them MacBooks? It would be um, a MacBook Pro is yeah. what you would get. Yeah. And you can't rhyme that. Pro doesn't rhyme with anything. Um, <laughs> MacBook Pro. It does work. <laughs> well done. That's you should write musicals. I should. Um, um, but yeah, I think it's just it's that kind of thing. That, like it yeah. dates it instantly. But so and it's not old you, enough to become vintage. You you initially reacted to this kind of punchline song. Um, uh-huh. t- tell me more about that. Because I think, I think this one is darker than a traditional punchline song. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think so. I think it's funny. I think it's just really good fun. I mean, in like the it, plot, in the plot of the song, he sells Carolee to a crack dealer. Interesting. I didn't hear that <laughs> because I was thinking it when he said Mister Carolee. Uh huh. I thought he was addressing her father. Oh. Oh. That's funnier. That's yeah. that makes it even funnier. You might enjoy this song next more next time you listen to it. And I do think the idea is he's like running through the audience. I don't think he sells her to a crack dealer. I think he's like walking through the audience. He's like, take her. She can help you sell your crack. Or if you need to barter, she's a, an easy sale. But uh, don't throw her in the trash or send her in the mail. She'll come back to haunt you. Here she is. Ha ha ha. I'm free of Carolee. Going crazy because he left this lady, bo- this girl behind hilarious that's funny selling a baby for crack that's great i love that i absolutely love that i mean not as explicitly but i think that to me puts it one only one very tiny notch of the musical theater punchline song oh that's definitely i mean i think it's an extremely great example of a musical theater punchline song um yeah but no it's it's really good fun it's a really good laugh and a nice vocal yeah well done J.J. of names and faces Why should we We don't speak of husbands or homes Or work or wives and happy lives All we've got are lips and faces Moving flawlessly Holding secrets in our clothes Tommy, let's continue our bride's right. Oh, look at this one over here. It's called The Party Goes With You. Interesting. And here it is, is uh, potentially a male um, walking in the streets of New York with many balloons. Um, and you can't see him and he's walking away. I do think, uh, so do you experience this musical, as I imagine most people, long before seeing these photos, right? Yeah. And I do think many people experience this show having never looked at these photos. Yeah. This one's a good one to look at. <laughs> Yeah, it's lovely. I would have that on my wall. Yeah. Well, and it's fun with the song called The Party Goes With You. Yeah. It's a man walking around with, you know, 50 balloons all around him. That's funny. Like, if this was just a photo on the wall titled The Party Goes With You, I would already 
have opinions and feelings about that sort of thing uh-huh. you yeah. know um but i think it's a really lovely song and i think it's a fascinating song yeah um and i just mean fascinating like musically in particular oh, um yes. it's sort of sung as if, if, if i don't know it kind of evokes a sort of a smoky jazz style mm-hmm. um and just with the perfect vocal of course of mendez of course like, Ugh, that woman, that woman can do no wrong. And it's just, it's really, it's really dusky and uh, kind of poignant and slightly sad um, and yeah. very, very un-Lindsay Mendes. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. go to the, you know, top E belt the, the big that belt she can e. nail. Yeah, yeah. It's, it stays very, very low. Um, yeah. And I think that's so, it's really refreshing to hear uh her sing like that um and i know that they're they're really really close mm-hmm. um like they formed uh um an actress therapy group together actually really? which is amazing yeah uh, so That's it's for young cool. a- young actors who you know obviously just getting into the biz and it is the most psychologically right. draining job in the whole bloody <laughs> yes. world especially in new york yeah um and yeah the, the, it's a, a therapy group for for them and absolutely amazing um and he writes a lot of the mu- her, their music specifically for her because he, he mm-hmm. knows her voice. Yeah. Um, and I think this has been totally written with her in mind and just because of her really subtle riffing ability. Yeah. Um, that is is infused all the way throughout this. And, yeah. Um, and so, so gentle. And... Mm, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of what it's about, again, it's just quite poignant and quite... Yeah. yeah. But it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing explicit there. It's really, especially, (coughs) especially with this image, this is a confusing song, you know? Yeah. If you didn't see this image, Uh you'd think this was about a, a a party, a, you know, like maybe more of an explicit talk of like how one person feels about another person when they're Mm -hmm. at this kind of, you know, smoky low key house party and how they feel about when they leave but then mm. put this man with his balloons walking through the streets of New York and I don't know what to think anymore. Mm. Yeah, I know. I think it, it's weird when I look at the image and then think of the the song, I think it's just, it it kind of heaps on the irony of it. Yeah. Um, And that, that kind of like, huh, oh well, that goes with irony, you know what I mean? And that yeah. is the Alanis Morissette effect. Um, it, and I think that kind of adds adds in the the pathos of it, uh, yeah. And because that's the thing is like they're not separating. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's not like right. It's not goodbye forever. Yeah, exactly. It's as if he's literally just leaving the room. Yeah, it's it's um, like good goodbye to this moment. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know? And it's and it is. It's that. It's almost like you know she loves him so much that even just like literally leaving the room is enough to kind of break her heart and make her muse on on all of this yeah. um and that's just a beautiful uh sentiment yeah. i guess yeah. it's a, it's um, a it's an interesting capturing of a very ephemeral thought and feeling yeah definitely um it's really beautiful it's a really beautiful song um but what do you think about the fact so um and a really interesting part of this show is the the character names mm-hmm. um so uh each actor in it is like um i think they're like man one man two right very um, simple or voice one voice, voice two. one voice yeah, two. Uh-huh. yeah um 
but within each song, they're given a character name. Yeah, which I um, imagine would have been in the program, too. So this is like, you can assume this is part of the show. This is not just like stuff we've picked up later le- reading the libretto. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the part he goes with you, um, Lindsay Mendez's character is called The Broad. Yeah. I find that kind of interesting because that's a very, you know, misogynistic yeah. name for I wonder... a female. I wonder if we have ocean confusion. I do think the broad, I think the word broad is misogynistic, but I think maybe less so in America. Okay. Um, the, it's maybe, especially contemporarily, I would never call a woman abroad, but uh-huh. listen to all, a whole bunch of golden oldie Frank Sinatra songs. But um, so that, that's, I think that's the reason why she's called it is because it, this song evokes that is time. That, that smoky jazz age. Sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I see her as that, almost like that femme fatale style, yeah. you know, cigarette in hand watching mm-hmm. um, Humphrey Bogart leave the, leave the room. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's that, that kind of thing that evokes. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's it is cool. What man so generous to steal my lady away? My maid with hair like jet and skin like pearl and ocean spray. I beg you hear my call. Good lady, on board the earth I follow. Good lady. Oh, wow, look at this one. This is dramatic. So we move on to good lady. Um, yes. which the uh, the CD insert tells me is Exposure 52. It's mm-hmm. a man who is standing in a fountain or maybe the Chamber of Secrets. It, um, looks, it looks very like the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, if the Chamber of Secrets was white um, on the walls and he yes. is has an angry yelling face on and angry hand claws and is there's a like a very stunning... Uh, fountain splash that uh, he has created behind him like it looks like he has torn the water into the air yeah out of rage and anger yeah um and that's again it's kind of what the song (laughs) yeah i mean yeah um so it's basically about a man who again is is very much in love with a woman Mm -hmm. um who has left him for another man um and he kind of goes on this rage bender uh-huh. uh, to try and get her back, basically. Um, but, you know, maybe not in the most sensible ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? well, also, because he's in the middle of a fountain. Yes. Um, but strangely enough, we're, like, in the Middle Ages. Blondel's yeah. back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Blondel's <laughs> back. Uh, but I quite like that. I quite like the the middle. Again... The, the kind of switch up of setting. And we should mention that all throughout this song, the rest of the singers are, are it's like this interesting Italian chant mm-hmm. um, that is from Carmina Burana. Yeah. Um, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> who um, knew? Um, but yeah, and it's, I guess it, it creates that kind of, yeah. old timey feel you yeah. know it's got this, that latin vibe yeah uh, and it, it is lyrically appropriate i bemoan the wounds of fortune with weeping eyes for the gifts she made me she uh what perverishly takes away something like that mm-hmm. um you know so it, it, it's also the song it's not just <laughs> watermelon 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 in latin or yes. italian yes exactly exactly um but yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good tune. I don't know. It's it's not 
Again, it's not one of the ones that I'm like, oh, God, I'll listen to that for the rest of time. Right. It's a really good bop. It's yeah. a good bop. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Good bop. Yeah. Do you view this as... So we're in Crazy Town, which I've said is contemporary New York-ish. This song, and oh, maybe the last song a little... a little, you know, Maybe The Party Goes With You a little bit, but definitely Good Lady is not a song... That plays in contemporary New York. No, or... and that, but I, 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 I never said that Crazy Time was contemporary New York. Okay. You said Crazy Time was contemporary New York because I don't I think it is. Okay. I think, like I said, I think Crazy Time is adulthood, the real okay. world. Um, Interesting. Because I don't, and again, we're, t- we're teasing this big finish, but <laughs> this isn't, and I'm very passionate about this, that this mm. isn't another song cycle set in contemporary new york right because we've got five gazillion of them like yes. Yes. there's too many yeah. um and i don't I guess... think this is in the, in the sense that you know ryan ryan scott oliver is from new york right. uh, or lives in new york yeah. uh so my i sure, guess that's my my but... my underlying question is is this mm-hmm. a song sung by a medieval knight or yeah. okay there you go okay. <laughs> i think so i think so and i think um yeah, completely. And I think that's a really good a good uh skill, I guess, of Ryan Scott Oliver's is that yeah. uh he does that he writes about things that are interesting and different. Huh. Um, okay. And... I would I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I would offer as the counterpoint, which I'm mm-hmm. still unsure about, that it if if in my world Crazy Town is contemporary New York we're pulling a we're pulling a metaphor here that mm-hmm. like especially and maybe I'm too stuck on the pictures that go with these things mm-hmm. um but that this is you know we are we are using the terms of chivalry and the terms of um you know knights and ladies in white and these sorts of things mm-hmm. um but talking about it through a contemporary lens beyond just we realize that the audience exists in the 2010s um Mm -hmm. but that there's some tinge there but i don't know i don't have good evidence for that i don't have a good reason to back that up and Mm -hmm. i'm on the fence about it yeah Um, i i just don't think i think it like it's just purely like like in in the right production of this someone walking out in medieval knight's armor wouldn't be the worst choice is what (laughs) i hear you're saying that is exactly how i would direct it yes i wouldn't just like no but no like even just like you know bathed in blood as black as pitch you wouldn't get away with that in contemporary new york you know maybe in the 80s but not not in post giuliani new york um yeah i just think i think and there's nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think there's nothing wrong in calling a spade a spade and just being like yeah why why not write a song from the next perspective it's it's just interesting that it comes Two songs later after a song talking about a MacBook, you know? Um, uh-huh. And again, right. we'll discuss we'll it. Yeah. Uh, we, should, we should move on because we're, we're, exactly. we're never going to get to it at this point. No, don't deserve you but please have faith in me i'm working to be worthy and soon you're gonna see you'll see
make me happy. We're suddenly in the wet party. Fascinating. I love this photo. I love this photo. It's a guy and a girl. Um, we're assuming a lot of things, of course, but a guy and a girl standing in front of a yellow picket fence mm-hmm. with Walmart style inflatable smiley face balloons yeah. held in front of their face and they're kind of backlit in the, the shadows. Pre emoji days. Exactly. Remember those that is a that's a watchman smiley that is face. A, a that's the original smiley, smiley face. face. Yeah. With a, a a blue and white sky behind them. Yep. Um I just love the shadows that they create. That's yeah. cool. It's really, it's, really it, into them, but it's, cool. it's an, it's an edgy happiness. This is not joy. Yeah, exactly. It is painted, very much painted on. It's that like, we are happy. Yeah. Here is my mask. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I, 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 again, that's kind of what the, the song is, but it's another bop. I was, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it, the, they're dark lyrics. You make me <laughs> happy all the time and you know that I'm a total dick. Um, you know, you make me happy all the time, and that's really fucking tough. Mm. Like, it, this is, you know, the the image doesn't imply drug use. There's more something about a relationship here. But it is that kind of, like, we're getting our happy fix. This is not yeah. like, you fill my heart with laughter. Um, it's mm. you make me happy. Well, I, I think as well, I think it's the idea that you need to be happy that is that you know, yeah. if you're in a good, strong relationship, then you're happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are you guys happy? Are you happy together? Right. Um, You know, I mean, what does that, it, it kind of gets into the meat of like, what does that mean? Like, sure, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you make you make me happy. Great. Yeah. Um, here's all of the, the bad things that I do. Right. Yeah. Do you know it's, what I mean? Is that like. It's not dark to the point of being unsettling, but there is like a, a tinge to it, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's definitely a little bit jaded a little bit bitter um and i yeah i think again it's 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 an interesting point to make about uh yeah just the the state of relationships i guess yeah um and that they kind of need especially in this kind of instagram age um where you know everything you're taking is like look how happy we are we're so happy together yeah and then two minutes later you're getting a divorce yeah yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that pressure to be happy? Yeah. I it's I think it's definitely a discussion of pressure to be happy. Mm. Um which is a you know, that's a new age topic for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think I, I don't know, I, I feel like I get I think this couple probably is quite strong. Yeah. Because they realize all their faults. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but it's almost like the the happy chat is for someone else. Right. Yeah, it's like we are we are playing, you know, we are holding these smiley faces balloons in front of our face to demonstrate for everyone else that we are happy, yeah, even exactly. that we know that's... we are really difficult to live with. Yeah, but and we it, uh, also like, acknowledge that. It, yeah, it's like that's what you that's what you want to see. You want to see us happy because why would you want to see us miserable? Because then you'd be like, oh no, right? Oh gosh, oh that must be so. Odd. You know what I mean? They're just like, yeah. this is easier. Yeah. I'm going to put a balloon in front of my face. That's cool. Exactly. Clear yeah. It's very human cool. In disguise The angel leads me onward He watches as I sleep The angel thinks I've got some kind of soul to keep 
I feel him rest his seraphim warm against my chest. Don't know why it should be, but by the angel I am blessed. Oh, wow! Look at this one. Yeah, this is a great photo. The seraph. The seraph. Am I saying that right? You are saying that correct. Well, Exposure fifty four. Um. Yeah, I would. I would have this on my wall. By the way, just to, just to say, this is probably one of the ones I would really, really have on my wall. It's because there's an attractive man in it. Um, no, it's the color. I love that tealy, that tealy blue. Tealy blue. I've, I've got I've got flux on at the moment, so <laughs> it may be orange. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Everything. Um, we're looking at a man's back. He's wearing jeans and a white shirt, and he's holding a jacket, um, either coat or suit coat, in his left hand. Uh, the whole frame, it's a Dutch angle, so it's tilted a little to the side. Dutch and angle? He, Jimmy's learned something new. There you go. That's called a Dutch angle, I'm Very 90% cool. sure about. Um, and he's standing on a bridge or walkway of some sort, mm-hmm. which is like yeah. green wrought iron with chain link fence around it. It's a very perspective-y shot. Like yeah. the bridge goes into the distance and there's some graffiti and a light at the very end of this bridgey yeah, place. Yeah, big glowing it's very light. It's very urban. Um yeah. yeah. Um and the song itself is great. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Um so I think this is probably one of the most autobiographical out of the whole thing. Um mm-hmm. because important to note uh that Matthew Murphy um and Ryan Scott Oliver are um lovers. Yes. Uh and where are are still love it, and where at the time of writing this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an interview, it's quite a cool interview, um, about the serif. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question was posed like, so what came first? Was it the photo or was it the song? Um, and Ryan Scott Oliver offered that, well, actually, it was, you know, we came first, mm-hmm. and then the song came. And I love that because That's... it's like, yeah, you can, yeah, you totally. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful love song. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah. And there's it. You know, there is. It's it is a religious imagery song. Um, the whole thing is talking about the devil and the angel and God and, um, but coming from, you know, this this gay love perspective and mm-hmm. how that affects all these things. I'm yeah. not doing a good job of explaining it, but you get well. Idea. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's um, the kind of the punchline of it is uh, I don't believe in God. Mm. Um, I think Jesus was just a man. Um, but you know, there's there's something about us being together that is more than just hey, this is all happened. Um, right. And again, I I quite like that because as someone who you know I'm not religious, but I care about faith and I care about. Yeah, you know that that side of things, and I do think there's higher power. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, I totally get. I totally get this. Yes. Um, where it's like I'm not using the terms correctly. I'm not. Uh, right. You know, I'm not making a sermon here. Yeah. But but the, there's the, still an appreciation of the idea of like the concept of l- looking for these characters in your life, not that they're the Judeo-Christian ideal of a god or a Jesus or an angel or a devil or whatever, but that there is some concept of those things that exists in your life. Yeah. And 
there's an interesting juxtaposition there. Yeah. Um, it's just a really beautiful love song. The good old yeah. gay love song. And one of the few times we have a reprise of a previous song in a new song. There's a little ending of uh, Make Me Happy that mm-hmm. comes back in The Seraph. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not yeah, it's nice to link them together, I guess. Yeah, maybe. It 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 makes me, you know, this this whole musical is a question. Um mm-hmm. there's just just question marks all over the place, but it makes me wonder about make me happy, putting it in what I view as a, a, a pretty ending on a positive note yeah. to simplify it kind of love song with something that strikes me with a, a song with a darker tinge at the end mm-hmm. but maybe i'm then reinterpreting or misinterpreting or maybe that's the point maybe that isn't the point you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's this whole show for me yeah well i think you know i think it having them in, at the end of it kind of makes the make me happy you see that it is a, you know it's a loving relationship mm-hmm. it's just not this you know i mean the, the phases are up yeah uh, it's not necessarily outwardly gonna yeah. be the best thing but there's still love there you know what i mean yeah um, yeah but definitely going to get that on my wall. It's gorgeous. You should. And there's really, a man really in gorgeous. it. That's not the reason. I think that's really interesting. This is a total, total sidebar. Um, <laughs> but I'm interested to hear what you think. Uh-huh. What do you think about like uh, provocative uh, gay art? Like uh, I'm talking like, would you have like a painting of like, like a Tom of Finland painting? Like your a, wall? You're talking like the set decoration from Queer as Folk. Um, yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah. Uh, but you know i mean like just like yeah it strikes me it strikes me as very early 2000s just from like a set designer set decoration kind of perspective right Um, yeah but i do think and i'd be interested you know to hear from the gay studies majors out there um (laughs) i think it comes from a different era of coded coming out um, yeah. You know, to, to put it in musical theater terms, picture Roger DeVries' apartment. Um, pink, curving staircase, lavender everywhere. And you walk into his apartment and he doesn't need to tell you who he is because uh-huh. you already know. Um, yeah. And there's like, you know, the gay culture has these things because the utilitarian, um, mm-hmm. you know, from whichever pierced ear you have to whatever handkerchief you have you know hanging in your pocket like Uh we use these things because we don't show sometimes and having the coded language to out yourself to people in the know is useful yeah one of the ways to do that is to hang pictures of naked men in your apartment Uh um and i i think it's part of that aesthetically it's not my cup of tea um you know because i love i love a lot of the art but i I wouldn't put it and yeah. I don't know, I'd feel a bit weird like having right. dinner and then be like, Yeah, there's yeah. a penis. How would you feel strap. how would you feel about seeing it at an art gallery? I'd be totally fine. Like that's the kind of art I love. Yeah. Like I yeah. love Tom of Film. I think you know, yeah. some of the art that's come out of that is beautiful. Uh-huh. Um No, I I really love it, but yeah, I guess that's that is the time and the place for it, I would right. say. Not when I'm eating my corn. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you know I don't I mean? know. I've never, I've never really thought about that. It also, kind of, de- I don't know, maybe it desexualizes because I like that it's sexual. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, well, it's that's, fun that that's it's part of it too. And like yeah. you're doing something with it when you put it in your home. Um, yeah, I don't know. Caveat: uh, Don't Google Tom of Finland with your grandma standing behind you. Yes. 
Um, or should we say if you're under 18? I don't know. I don't know. Probably worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say um, discover it on your own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. And she'll sell for a lot. Very meta. Very David LaChapelle. Yeah, it's just a caption. On the capture I caught. Once a whore. Now much more. Here. Wow. Look at this one. This is kind of spooky. This song and this picture baffle me. So this is Immaculate Deception. Yeah. So I'm interested, why does it baffle you? Because I think it's blatant obvious. It's really? Wow. Okay. Um, tell people about this picture first. Okay. Well, so the picture is um, like a reflection picture in a puddle. Um, uh-huh. And it looks a bit like the Babadook. I don't know. <laughs> like, it does kind of. It does kind of look like the upside down Bab- Babadook, but like viewed through the sliver of a puddle on a dirt or asphalt street. Yeah. Um, um, it looks like, it, it's very much like your. um I've just got my camera. Oh my god! I can see yeah. the world through different perspectives. Yeah, Here you go. It, like, somewhere between that, that or like the the picture you accidentally took while you got your camera out to take another picture. Also um, that, yeah. And, um, and it's but it must be it's like the side of a building or something viewed through a puddle with yeah, some it looks like it. Uh, like a big mural or something like that. But yeah, this kind of, this particular sliver is kind of spooky yeah. and some some indecipherable text and maybe an eyeball and a tiny little like quadrilateral of you know sinister red. Mm. Um, so that combined with a song called Immaculate Deception, yeah. um, which is a really clever play on words without any context. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I don't, I, I never want to put meaning on a piece of art because sometimes that's not the thing I struggle. And I like this song. It makes uh-huh. me feel things, but I don't know what's trying to happen. I think it's just about photography. I think it's just about, uh, you know, being a photographer uh, or being an artist in many ways yeah. and having to capture things that aren't necessarily, you know, m- maybe morally the right thing, mm-hmm. but you're doing it for your art. Um, okay. And then kind of profiting from that. You know, I, I hadn't, I just said that's exactly what it is. If you'll if you'll pardon the unintentional metaphor, but I hadn't zoomed out far enough to just think hey. of it as a as a photography song. Get your telephoto um. on. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's I think it's just purely yeah. a, a photography song. What, but yeah, what, because like, what, well, a shutter is a flutter of clicks. Yeah, but I mean? what about all like the photography. all the religious metaphor in it? Bless the because Lord, that's the thing is it's like by by hallelujah, saying hallelujah. Yeah, by slap, you know, you've got the fo- a photo of a prostitute sitting in a gutter and calling it God. Yeah, is makes it like, oh wow, yeah, God, oh, I get it. Yeah, I guess oh, that's true. I'll give and you money. Is... Whereas if you call it like prostitute in gutter, yeah, you're not going to pay nearly as much money right. for that. And you've and you've you've won me over, especially with the title "Immaculate Deception." If we're talking yeah. about immaculate conception, like this thing just came out of nowhere, and ooh, you know, we we didn't think, we didn't put, you know, our pieces together to make this exist, but it's also a deception. Yeah, you've yeah. convinced me. I now understand exactly. you what know, the song's I mean, it's about. Like zooming in on a dead rat. Yeah. Because it looks like Jesus. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is. And then being like, here's Jesus. 
with with this photography concept song, it is interesting when we hit the much teased, much lauded in part four of 35 millimeter uh, later part of this episode where we talk about that thing. Yeah, um, yeah interesting. For sure. um, yeah, this is this is definitely one of the uh, like songs about it's a song about photography whereas no, yeah. you know i mean the rest aren't about this is like yeah it's it it, it brings you and we're you know if we're talking structure wise um it brings you back out a little bit at the right moment in the show we've been mm. delving into some stories and some concepts and some ideas and some things and then yeah. this is zooming back out we're back yeah. at stop focus level uh-huh. zoom a little bit you know and then we're about to get v heavy because here's a picture and of a stag's head screams like sighing with battered breath crowning never dying in a fade those of you in america it's a deer with antlers yeah a stag you have a stag we do but it's also like slang for a man which is important in this show yeah, uh, it's like for a man in terms of like a stag do right yeah it's but a, i it's don't a, think you it's had a, that do you have you ever been to a place with a mounted deer head on a wall these things exist i'm from scotland <laughs> we, we like made the red deer <laughs> The picture, I don't actually think that's a red deer. The pictures, uh, it's very sepia. It's you know yellowy, black and whitey. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a man holding a deer's a mounted deer's head yep. in front of his face and with his left arm and his right arm is outstretched, reaching yep. backwards a little bit. Yeah, and he's definitely wearing a wife beater, and yes. that's very important. Yeah. Um, uh, the song yeah. is called "Leave Luann," and this yep. I think is one of the songs like. People, if you want to listen to one song from 35 millimeter, this would be one of the songs to listen to. Mm, definitely. This is a massive highlight. This is yeah. so good. Oh yeah. my God. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're in the deep south. Uh, yeah. We're in Louisiana. And uh, so, yeah. So we've got uh, the character of the Cajun. Uh, Armstrong Johnson is back. Um, and he's accompanied later on by uh, Le Vox en Dessous or whoever or Jisoo, uh, and which we've found out means the voices below. Yeah, um, and there's a, a long folk song tradition in America of this kind of song. Yeah. Um, all the way back to, like, you know, uh, oh, oh, Carolina. Like, <laughs> there are lots of songs about, like, poor old women who died. They're Not all of them are as dark, as appropriately dark sounding as mm. this one is. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely a play on that kind of song. Yeah, um, and it's got a really like nice southern kind of bluegrass vibe oh, yeah. to it. Um, it really st- it sticks out. Yeah, um, and, and it's, it's a narrative song. It's about uh, this poor lady Luann who is escaping her um, her wife beating husband. Yep, 
Uh, and when she does escape, uh, he sadly catches her um, and kills her. Uh, but then she comes back to haunt him as this, like, uh, I love it, like this kind of deity of the South who yeah. uh, basically haunts wife beating men, which I love. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Uh, it's... It's a, I mean, it's a, a scary, sad song taken literally, but it is a beautifully structured and composed song. Oh, completely. It's a proper story. Yeah. Um, yeah, a proper, proper story. Uh, and it's quite good because J. Armstrong Johnson, that's, this is his background, is, is, is country. Because um, mm. my first exposure to him was uh, Hands in a Hard Body. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's in the deep south and i was like who's this gorgeous little country singer um and this is him really getting to yeah yeah bring out his, his country chops yeah. when it is um, i mean i think it's a lesson in songwriting conceptualization too because the song is leave luann the narrative is about how luann wants to get out of there yeah and if you follow the story the the you know punchline's the wrong word but the ending is Luann never Luann remains and remains and remains and remains and remains to haunt you forever. That's mm. what you get. You didn't want her to leave. Okay, she'll be here forever. Yeah. Mwahaha. Yeah. Which is like that's that's the way to structure a story. That's oh, absolutely that's invigorating without the song and then put the song on top of it. Yeah. So an an interesting point I want to make here. So on on your YouTubes, mm. um, it will probably link you to as much of these as we possibly can. Um, because it's been performed many, many times, as these songs often do. But uh-huh. um, there's a, a female who sings this song. Katie Thompson okay. um, is her name. And uh, it was interesting because one of the comments on, on one of the YouTube videos of, of Jay singing it um, was like, oh, I much prefer with a woman singing it. I think it makes a lot more sense with a woman singing it. Um, and I just wanted to posit that to you. Huh, interesting. Uh, and, and see what you think about that. I think as far as I think it, it it's two different contexts we're talking about. I, uh-huh. From a me context, please let's give more songs to women. Um, uh-huh. From viewing this as a traditional Southern country ballad, uh-huh. those are you know in a canyon, in a cavern, excavate. Like there is something about a male singer there because mm-hmm. of our, you know, chauvinistic past, and that was the quote-unquote normal. Um, yeah. And I think it would add an extra level of intrigue and interest having a female singer with this song. Mm-hmm. Um, if given the choice, if I were directing, absolutely I would make that choice, make mm-hmm. it a lady. Um, it gives it power. Um you know, having a man sing it, this is a tragedy that we're reminiscing about. Having a lady sing it, you know, it makes you question, is this Luann singing this? Is this the mm. song she sings to haunt her lover, to, mm. like, remind him of the story that happened, and now I will haunt you by telling it to you again and mm. again and again, over and over again? Mm. Um, that's fun. That's yeah. good, you know? Yeah, because I, I quite like, I like that it's a guy because it's almost like, uh, you know, a guy singing to his singing to his buddy in a bar. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? To be like, stop beating up your wife because he wouldn't right. listen to. If it was a woman singing it, he wouldn't yeah. listen to her. But yeah. if it's a guy singing it. It's got that kind of like, yeah. You know, it's it's a bit. I feel like it's it's a bit more chilling. Um, Interesting. If it comes from a male, yeah. Uh, 
it's a cautionary tale at that point yeah exactly exactly but with a female i think with a female it's definitely a lot more hearty and a lot more uh strong but i think with a guy it's, it's chilling it's got a different tone yeah that's, um that's very interesting yeah yeah but i think I that's could... i think I, I think that's a really cool thing about this song is that yeah it can be taken in two different ways because it's it's definitely not you know there's no autobiograph autobiographical element right. to this. There's no yeah. um you know at no point is Jay Armstrong Johnson singing from his own perspective. Right. Uh, but if it was a female, then obviously that could totally be implied. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a it's a great song. It's one of the most one of the most standalone songs in the show. Um, you know, it's the most self contained self contained. One of the most song cycle ish songs in the show, I would say. Don't shut me out. Oh, don't you hear my bang and shout? My bang and shout. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh wow! Look at this. This is interesting. Is this yeah. religion? Oh, have you not seen this picture? Mama Let Me In is the next No, song. I have. I was, I was acting. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. We're in this gallery. Sorry. I thought we were recording a podcast. What a silly thing to do. Sorry, Funny. everyone. Um, Get in the moment. Come on. You've done improv. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, and. Um, yeah. So this is uh, a statue of what looks like the Virgin Mary, um, kind of in inlaid into a rock uh, in a little arch. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but it's blocked off by a, a, a fence post. Yeah, there's like a, a a a caged fence in front of the statue of Mary, and she's mm-hmm. inset in a in a in a red rock or stucco wall or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, the song is "Mama Let Me In." Yeah. So first of all, if you're in a choir, this is a great song because it's. Totally a cappella, mm-hmm. um, and it's beautifully arranged. Yeah. It's beautifully arranged. Yeah. Um, I would totally do like this is a great one. Yeah. It's such a, and it's because it's a cappella, it's kind of pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, yeah. for the Amdram lots out there, you don't need no violins for this. Yeah. Uh, go for it because it's, it's really good. Th- I mean, it sounds like a very traditional. When I went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. This would be the kind of song I would hear in church, mm-hmm. um, sound-wise, which is interesting based on mm-hmm. its content. Because mm-hmm. um, you could, I could sing this song 
in a traditional Catholic church, and it would have lots of meaning. Mama, yeah. let me in. Why you hate me, call me sin. But knowing the autobiographical parts of this kind of... I mean, for me, this song is about being gay. Interesting. Never got it's, that. Really? Yeah. What's the song about for you? Um... Well, I just thought it was uh, kind of not understanding parenthood. But also, I, I think there is a religious element to it as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Just taking it quite literally of yeah. uh, religion, yeah. let me be a part of you kind of thing. Yeah. But, I, but I know, I mean, I can see what you mean. I can yeah. totally see what you mean. It, yeah, it, it reads. And I, you know, I don't know. It's It's where I have the question and the struggle of like, Am I doing this right? Which, of mm-hmm. course, is the wrong question to ask. But, mm. you know, there's two gay collaborators working on this. Yeah. We've already had songs that are about that to an extent. Um, and is this inspired from there or not? Because it could be about all sorts of things. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's quite nice. I think it does have a really nice subtext to it. Yeah. Uh, a gay subtext yeah whatever well it's really whatever whatever your sin is i think is what this song is about uh that's true that uh uh-huh yeah and it is it's just kind of accept me take me for what i am (laughs) there's also i think the double a the double-edged sword of this one is there's the religious end of like why you call me sin you know, let me in. But then the, for me, what rings true is like the literal mama let me in and like, yeah. why you let me out? Why are you calling me sin? Please let me back into the house. Like mm-hmm. there's, don't sh- shut me out. Mm-hmm. You know, makes it sad for me. Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely sad. No. Definitely sad. And I guess, yeah, that last line, love the sinner, love the sin. It is yeah. that case of, uh, yeah, just embrace this part of me. Not, you know, not that that just like it's not. Um, even love, though it's right, I love yeah. you because exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> they're playing on love the sinner, hate the sin, and it's yeah. like love the sinner, love the sin. Yeah, because they're exactly. all the same. Um, exactly. song yeah why why must we tell them why absolutely so on the surface again what an amazing bop like yes this this might be my fave Mm -hmm. uh for many reasons Mm -hmm. um but basically Mm -hmm. i think this is the most important song in the whole show i agree yeah that's good um because this is i think this is your kind of uh, crib sheet is that what you guys call them like your your sure yeah like your cheat like sheet your for the... yeah yeah uh this is your what i did for love moment this is your here's what the show is uh-huh. you know what i mean go away and enjoy the rest of it yeah. um because basically what it's talking about oh we should talk about the photo what's tell, tell oh, us oh we should talk the about the photo so there's a bunch of different exposures but they're all somewhat obscured or blurry photos of modern dancers mm-hmm. mid dance mm-hmm. yeah is that a good descriptor yeah, that's perfect. Um, and basically, Alex Brightman is rocking out, um, and 
I guess to me it's like playing the part of an, an artist and interesting enough all the characters in this are their first names mm-hmm. um, which makes me think again it's, it's, it sticks out this song kind yeah. of sticks out um, because they're just being themselves um, right. and it's this thing of um, just in, enjoy it enjoy it yeah. for what it is yeah. stop trying to question things stop trying to um, get out the you know the specific meaning you know what uh-huh. i mean yeah just appreciate it yeah in in what context do you say those declaratives appreciate what art okay that was my question the, because this we talked earlier about you not enjoying art museums uh-huh um and i i that intrigues me and this is the song to talk about it mm-hmm. um, because I love not knowing or not even thinking about why in art museums. Mm-hmm. Um, we I just finished a lesson in one of my classes where we did a crash course in um, art and different art styles. And it's like, here's one emblematic painting or piece from an artist and what you should know about their, you know, ism or whatever there and here's another one and here's another one and here's another one um and near the end we ran through um andy warhol who everyone knows the picture i used was one of his marilyn's um okay like pop art the wrong color portrait of marilyn monroe um and then i talked about only briefly uh cy twombly who you might not know um the best I way the names, to be honest. he you would you probably wouldn't recognize his paintings, but he's you know he's an artist people talk about, um, uh-huh. and I I am by no means an expert, but if I were to describe his drawings, they look like children's scribbles on walls. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just having a look now. Yeah, they look like crayon scribbles on walls, and uh-huh. one of my kids said that's not art. Um, that's you know and there's that default reaction that's not art i could do that why are they doing that what does that mean you know that's a path that kids go down all that but he went that's not art and i went okay tell me why and you know that's a hard thing to articulate why you have that reaction um and i was like okay maybe this will make it easier and i went back to the andy warhol photo and i was like Mm -hmm. what does this have that this other one doesn't have and initially looking at marilyn you think like well, there's intent there, or it's an image, or I can tell what it is, or there's a purpose. But none of those are conclusive when compared mm-hmm. to a Twombly. Um, mm-hmm. And this goes into the why must we tell them why. It was a great mm-hmm. moment. Oh, teachers, I yearn for these teachable moments. Yeah. Um, about like, art is complicated and complex. And I'm not telling you you need to be a Cy Twombly fan. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to appreciate this. Mm-hmm. But there's it doesn't always have a meaning it doesn't always look like something there isn't a why and it is you know why must we tell them why parentheses the artist's lament um is an interesting expression of some something in that nugget of thought for me Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't know it is weird to me that you also think this is a very important song and don't like art museums. I right, okay. I think what you're doing is you're focusing you're focusing on that. I, what I'm saying is like like I can appreciate, you know, I'm not going to go in and look at you know Monet's water lilies and be right. like 
some crap i could you know i mean it's not it's not through lack of appreciation yeah it's just i've been to a lot of art museums where i've just not felt anything okay do you know what i mean um but that isn't to say i've never felt anything like there's a there's a um sculptor called ron muick who Mm -hmm. um does some of the greatest things i've ever seen so he he uses silicone um to create like hyper realistic um sculptures oh yeah he does the really big people yeah exactly um so i saw one of his exhibitions yeah and i was obsessed and deeply deeply moved um in a lot of a lot of ways um i remember as well i went when i was in london one time with my dad and i I was like nine or ten or something and went to caravaggio Mm -hmm. exhibition yeah and i was deeply moved like i've still got a postcard that we got from the gift shop because the like the chiaroscuro that he uses yeah it just it just did something to me yeah. Do you know what i mean but yeah, like yeah. at the same time i've been to an Henri matisse mm-hmm. exhibition and just kind of wandered through it as if it was ikea yeah exactly Do you know what I've, i mean that makes okay that clarifies things for me because i've mm-hmm. i went to a there was a gauguin uh traveling exhibit yeah at the art institute um extensive so many pieces of his work and you know he's gauguin you recognize his name um and it that didn't do it for me. I mm-hmm. and I think we both well, I would say, I wonder if you agree, that like that's okay. Maybe I don't mind going to an art museum and leaving unchanged mm-hmm. for those moments when you might find the thing that gets you. Um yeah. but I think the difference is um to to <laughs> to bring us back to the ground a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um that's on us. You know, mm-hmm. it is not on the artist to tell us why. Mm-hmm. They can, they can give us hints or explicit yeah. descriptions or nothing. And yep. then it's up to us to do the work. You know, you're looking at, quote unquote, another one of those totally white paintings. And you have to do a little more work. Yeah. Um, and you might do the work you're comfortable with and still end up the same person. And yeah. that's okay. But, you know, some art, especially art that we qualify more as capital A art, requires less work because the artists tell us why more. And it is Mm -hmm. interesting, especially in, you know, the musical theater form, to hear this discussion of why must we tell them why? Yeah. Why must we prove each part, you know? Yeah. And I I think it's just, it's a a really... I get ended every single segment. A really this, cool song. A really cool song because it's <laughs> it's something I, I I've never heard anyone have this discussion before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, um, they they simplify it like the 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 background reprise. Think and you'll miss it. Exactly. Is beautiful. Yeah. Because yeah. they're playing on blink and you'll miss it, but think and you'll miss it. Yeah. You know, it's about experiencing it. Don't yeah. Don't think. And it's so it's so contradictory when an artist tells you to stop thinking about their art, you know? Mm-hmm. We're breaking mm-hmm. the rule right now. I know. And there's been so many moments as well where I'm like, oh, we're really, we're trying to dig it. But what it's, it's come from is it's come from a feeling. It's come from a, right. this is why this has resonated with me. Yeah. And I will say, like, you know, musical theatre, shockingly enough, resonates <laughs> with me a lot more than fine art does. <laughs> um, but... I still, like I say, I still have the same 
the same resonance. I can't. Yeah. Re- I realize I think I'm so wanky. I sound like fucking. It's hard. Um, I, 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 you should Walker. give yourself permission. It is hard to talk about high level art without yeah. sounding like a douchey liberal arts college kid because yeah. that's where the vocabulary comes from. Um, and, you know, we make fun of it too all the time. Mm-hmm. The I think that's, that's also part of this too. It's why we start with Crazy Town. Like, yeah. Some art is stupid, and you can't tell me why it's stupid, but it feels stupid. Um, yeah. You know, it, it is the reason we have art, whether it's musical theater or a Joni Mitchell album or a photo or a painting, is because we are trying to express something we can't do through words. Yeah. And so when we try to do that backwards, it's difficult. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's fun to get there. And speaking of juxtapositions... Yeah, and surprisingly, there's still, like, seven more songs in the show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But what I think is so great is... So we've just had this huge, deep metaphysical chat about being, like, you know, just feel it, just feel it on the surface. And then we get a song about a vampire. Yeah, which is basically a song about a vampire. Well done, because that is smart. You know, he's not then... I know I've just said this about art, but here's this really deep concept that you're yeah. probably going to find that you're having to muse over. No, this is just literally a song about yeah. a vampire. It's called Twisted Teeth. Um, the photo is like a it's a it's a quad trick as opposed to a triptych. I don't know. Is it um, is it a quad trick? Is if we're making that up, if it's the same thing mirrored? Yeah, I don't know. So it's it's the same image four times mirrored back and forth. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a really, I can't make out any describable forms in this. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like bats. Yeah, it's it's an ambery, orangey kind of, what is it, bouquet? Bouquet? Like, that might be Do the term. B B O K E H. Yeah, is that how you say that? Uh, yeah, or bouquet, yeah. Uh-huh. That sort of thing, like yeah. light shine at light shined at the camera refracting through the lens creating floating orbs of light yeah in a, in a weird scratchy orangey ambery kind of world so i've looked at the i've looked at the high quality quality version and it's trees it's tree branches it's trees i can't see that at it's all tree branches but together as a, as a foursome yeah um, it, it does look like, like bats. bats or spiders or yeah. you know something dark and it's, it's dark and red it's quite it's quite abstract for sure yep um, and the song's about a vampire, and a love song about a vampire. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, Twilight, the musical. <laughs> Don't say those words; it'll happen. Um, it, it will have happened at some point. But yeah, no. I, I mean, it generally is. This is the maybe this was the paving step to Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, um, but yeah, it's but a yeah, love song that's, that's from a from a lady to her Mister, her vampire, and about uh-huh. how they go on their love-shaped vampire killing spree yeah it's like uh yeah it's like the opening scene in american horror story hotel with lady gaga and um matt bomer you know when you put these words together in that order the world we live in sounds so strange it um, does, isn't it? And oh, 
hemming and hawing. Um, hemming and hawing. Um, Sung by Radio and Lonely. Yeah, very strange. And the photo is we're on a children's playground um, on a swing in set in winter. Uh, there's a man and a woman in appropriate winter clothing. The woman mm-hmm. is sitting on the right hand swing facing away from us. Um, and the man is clo- a little closer to us on the left facing away from her. So towards us yeah. and a little off. Um, and it's all very orange. The sky is orange. Yeah. The world is orange. And he looks sad. And he looks sad. Um, it doesn't look... It is nighttime, but it doesn't look it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. Light yeah. pollution. Yeah. Um, and really, yeah, this is, a, this is a tricky song. If this was the one that came after um, Why Must We Tell Them Why? Yeah, you'd, you'd be, be like, like, oh, I understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and afraid a, to this ask. Is, uh-huh. This is a tricky one. And, and it, it maybe the one that I relate to the most okay tell me more um just again just kind of personal let's get let's get some personal chat on the go um <laughs> but no I've, I've i've totally been there i've stayed in relationships when i really shouldn't mm-hmm. um because i go back and forth and back and forth and at the time it feels great mm-hmm. and it's like you know particularly with long distance relationships um where when you're together it's great and it's fab mm-hmm. and it's awesome and mm-hmm. you can kind of idealize everything. But then two days after they've left again, yeah. you're just back to being depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's that, it, it takes a lot to make that decision to yeah. end something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's why I think this song really, I'm like, God, I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I really, really get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I think this is a more nuanced kind of song than on Monday in that same kind of world for me. Mm-hmm. A more nuanced, interesting take on the exploration of relationships. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it doesn't surprise me that you relate to it that much mm. because of that because it has you know that n- nugget to hang on to um mm. you know and, and yeah i it i what's the right one i empathize um mm-hmm. i haven't been there but i can see it as a thing that exists which mm. is i i like that in a song i don't mm-hmm. want a love song I don't want my world filled with love songs that all apply to me. Not that this yeah. is a love song, but say relationship songs. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I, it, I find the world more interesting, assuming that we all live different lives and have different relationships and have different nuances to them. Um, yep. And certainly there are threads that go through and you can experience different things, but we're all individuals. And so having hemming and hawing, having this kind of, discussion of like are you you know will you leave do you leave are you getting bored what what is up with this relationship yeah um thinking about it it belongs in the show at the very yeah least. definitely yeah it's it's just, it's just really cool um it's yeah it's it's full of ambiguities it's full of questions you know cyclical 
arguments yeah. with yourself yeah. um and it's it's just so it's just very real like it is yeah. very real I, you know i mean most of these things have gone through my head at one point or other yeah um partic- and it just particularly the end like i think it's again it's, it's very raw but just the goddamn i hate you heart yeah uh, is that if if everything was just controlled by your head yeah things would be, be so, so much, much easier. easier oh yeah it'd yeah. be so much easier mm-hmm. um but there's that part that yeah. will always change yeah god damn you dopamine yeah well and it's the the big struggle is that you're you are still in your head enough to know that you yeah know? exactly Just to like metacognitize it enough to be like mm, i hate that i can't do this yep yep and it is it's those you know that eternal battle that your head and your heart always has mm-hmm throughout your whole life just one time one of them will be winning and that's the time when it really matters right um and it's tricky yeah and it's, it's in tricky. a song yeah in, it's, in it's this show totally it's a good one but radio and lonely i find that interesting yeah i mean i um, did i would have not known that not having read you know this libretto um yeah. there is something i think that totally plays into your imagined situation of this like you hear that song on the radio while you are lonely that puts mm-hmm. all these thoughts in your head as you you know overthink it on the drive home or mm-hmm. w- like the all of a sudden all the parts of your world suddenly become about the existential crisis you're having even yeah. though they're not and yeah. there is something even <laughs> super meta about this these two characters ostensibly being a person thinking about this while listening to a song on the radio as you jimmy have that reaction to this song that you're listening to yeah you know uh-huh. that's there's that's interesting yeah yeah it's funky funky, funky. jesse let jules know what was wrong with him and jules stopped using and binging and kissing his whole life away jules told jesse he'd die for her which looking back was the right thing to say cut you a piece of this cake why thank you tommy now let's look at this photo on the wall am i doing exactly. the improv well um you're doing it so well actually you. you should do you should do you should teach an improv class I think. yes and um <laughs> podcast uh correct um so this picture is um well it's jay armstrong johnson and a female that isn't betsy wolf i actually don't know who that is yeah um basically are well, it looks like looks like a couple of things. It definitely feels like it's a road. Yeah. Um, because you've got a well, what would be white line if it hadn't been color corrected? Yeah. Um, and there it are looks yellow, maybe like there are yellow mm-hmm. lines in America too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it looks like they might be like listening to the yeah. earth or they've just fallen down and it does or something like that jay armstrong there are two photos next to each other jay armstrong johnson's photo appears to be right side up and he's yeah. listening to the ground and the lady's photo is exactly the same 
mostly, but upside down. Yeah. So there is this barrier between them. It's you know what this is. This is Rose Tyler and David Tennant. Um, after yeah, oh they've God. been don't separated. Talk about, don't talk to me about Doomsday. Don't do that to me. Ah, <laughs> oh, this um, is the best. Oh my God, that will always make me cry. That piece of music. Let's just Sorry. stop for a second and talk about Doctor Who. Let's, oh this, my God, this is like the the angsty Jimmy podcast today. Oh, absolutely. By the way, that ah, uh, oh my God, thinking back to the reaction that I had to that. <laughs> Oh, I o- I opened up a can of worms. Dark, like there's not many times that I've reacted that much to anything. Um, it was cut, it was hefty. Cut you a piece is sung by a friend of Jules and Jesse, who yes. are ostensibly these characters in this photo. Yeah, um, and you know it starts by sort of describing their relationship as you know a little bit dysfunctional, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at one point, Jules told Jesse that he'd die for her, um, which, looking back, was the right thing to say. Um, and that comes into play uh, later. Yeah. Um, so, basically, um, this friend describes uh, how, basically, Jules ended up killing Jesse by accident in a car crash. Mm-hmm. Um and then kind of reflects on it yeah in his it, in his own his own life i guess it is it is interest it is a narrative story but where it is like a third person omniscient narrative story but where then we hear about hear from the narrator singing it and how yeah he reacts to this story um mm-hmm. it's like one of the last stanzas of the song um, where he sings about thinking about this awful, awful story of Mm -hmm. a husband losing his wife in a car crash while he was driving makes him so scared that he might lose his lover, Um, which is that is touching and sad and adult and, you know, hard to talk about a little bit. Yeah, it is. Because that's the thing, you know, if it is his friend and he's, he's musing on their relationship, mm-hmm. then that in its own right is, is difficult. But kind of using that to talk about or talk to the person that he loves and kind of use that as an example is, is yeah. dark. It's dark, yeah. man. And it, it um, is. What are you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, what do you think about the cut, cut you a piece of me? Yeah. I mean, it's it's. You know, it's a it's a it's a harsh metaphor for the feelings we feel about the people we love and the people we care mm-hmm. about. Like, mm-hmm. I am going to literally give you a piece of me, and so mm-hmm. if you were to leave me, that piece will be gone. Um, mm-hmm. And that's you know, and like. And that makes you precious to me, and that's okay, and that's and I care about you enough to do that. Um, yeah. And there, you know, there's also something very visceral about I cut you a piece of me. Um, yeah, it is. It is very, very visceral, and to the point where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I've not worked. I've not worked this yeah. one out well, yet. Especially juxtaposed, like they're playing on a lot of, you know, their their relationship started and ended with broken glass. 
which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a sad haha joke because they got married at a temple and you crush a glass when you get married and then yeah. you know, the car crash, um, which there's something playing on that there and also just the imagery of a car crash, which is, you know, the the most appropriate use of the word brutal. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a also a love song. Mm. No, it definitely is, but it's, it's it feels very... It just feels very intense. I don't know. It, it's not as as beautiful as something yeah. is like the Seraph. Yeah, Do you know. What I mean, it's there's yeah it comes well, from a it, darker place, and it gets what what gets me. What makes me sad about this? This isn't the ballad of Jules and Jesse, right? This isn't. No. Let me tell you this tragic tale. This is. I know this tragic tale, and it makes me so preemptively sad about what might happen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that that's different than like, oh, I'll tell you a tale of a bad thing that happened, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. But I just feel it's like cutting, cutting you a piece of me and then asking, cut me a piece of you. Yeah. It's, it's quite a lot. If someone yeah. said that to me, I'd, I wouldn't be like, gosh, that's a beautiful sentiment. I'd be like, please right. don't self-harm. Yeah. Like, because yeah. that's the first part I thought it was going to be about. Yeah. I mean But then it never got there and I was like This is this I'm is intrigued. why I'm interested. And when when we hit our, our well teased is this a song cycle, um mm-hmm. putting cut you a piece next to make me happy in like not physically, but in the same show. Mm-hmm. If we're the exploration of relationships and what they mean in this and mm-hmm. in between those two songs and a couple other places is I've said interesting a lot. It's interesting. It fascinates me. Yeah. Mine is cool. Yours is interesting. There we go. We got our words. Um, There we go. Yeah. We are. Hey, Luke! It's the last picture. It's the, the last exposure. That's a. It's an appropriate song for this song, the Ballad of Sarah <laughs> Barry. I. Yeah. I really like this song, Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, even you would say this is a bop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is a bop. It's an appropriate bop. This is. Totes, totes this is. This is Heather's the musical. The song. Yeah, exactly. That's like I'm very excited for the sort of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead version of you know Sarah Berry. I'm I'm excited right. for someone to turn this yeah. whole thing into into a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's about uh, oh well, the picture um, is cool. It's uh, eight girls. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is uh, sort of Wednesday Adam style uh, girl with her face circled with a red marker. Yeah, um, and then. Six of the girls have their faces all scribbled out, um, and the last one has her leg scribbled off. Yeah, and um, they're they're like high school girls in a high school hallway, all photographed yeah. in like Xerox black and white. Yeah, with this red sharpie marker highlighter over them. Yeah, in various places. Um, and the song is basically about a, a girl called Sarah Berry, who is a mm-hmm. popular bitch, um, and was all ready to become the. Uh, 
homecoming queen? Is that mm-hmm. prom queen? Yeah. Um, are they different things, by the way, or is it just uh, diff- you just get different queens? There, you could you could conceptualize them as the same dance for you. Um, homecoming generally is a big football game of the year, which is in the fall, and okay. prom is generally not related to a sporting event and happens in the spring near the end of the year and is big okay. senior celebration. It's a bit. It's like the beginning of senior send off, kind of. Okay, uh, cool. it starts that like we will never see each other again. Slalom down. Okay, cool. So this is prom. This is prom. Um, and yeah, so she is the popular girl. She's the one that, you know, is going to yeah. get it. She's the Regina George, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. But um, then but, Julie Jenkins lost her leg in a wreck. Yep. And so, you know, it's kind of got the sympathy vote. Um, yep. And basically Sarah's, uh, you know, through kind of parental pressure, uh, is campaigning to do whatever she can to get this queendom because mm-hmm. it's it's the thing that means the most yeah. um and this you know that that in itself is a trope that we see quite a lot mm-hmm. in many high school dramas what we don't often see though is um a serial killer yeah. style onslaught yeah um, where Th- she goes around like, murdering all of <laughs> this is like if carrie didn't have special powers um yes exactly kind of. exactly yeah. <laughs> um yeah in some ways yeah uh so yeah, basically she goes around and, and kills all of the yeah. other potentials. Um and yeah. uh, but it is then gets carted off to the madhouse. Yeah. In a in a true minor key bop fashion. I mean, you know, there's the balladeer begin like it's almost a rap. Julie Jenkins lost her leg in a wreck and the chorus goes, Emp you tated like Yeah. This is it is it is uncomfortably funny. Yeah, exactly. Ah, it's, it's, it's Heather's dark comedy funny. Yeah. Like it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of... It's fun. And it's a good, like, kind of like tongue-in-cheek, cheesy end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, which, again, I really like because it's... It, it, it almost, like, it mirrors back to Crazy Town, do you know what I mean? Where that's, like, the adolescent becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. Here we have just pure adolescence. Right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? At, like um, uncontrolled adolescence. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's good. It's, it's good really good. I think it's, it's like good... it's probably it's probably one of the most popular songs I think from Thirty Five yeah. Millimeter. I feel like yeah. it's a catchy song. It it is less deep than a lot of the other songs in the show. Uh huh. Yeah. There's, there's no there's no metaphor. It's it's a story, but there's no. Yeah. Well, no. I guess I guess there is. There's the element of the parental pressure. And yeah, I guess that's true. Um, you can the... reflect on the fact that. Uh, that's something that you know happens quite a lot in high schools and yeah um yeah you know parents do put a lot of pressure on their kids and that's where yeah. it comes from and these are the, the you know the warning tale but it's to the point of ridiculous that mm-hmm. hopefully it won't happen <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Something 
Okay, let's talk about it. One, do we come to any conclusions? And mm-hmm. two, is this a song cycle? If not, mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah. So I think this is a musical exhibition. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a song cycle. I don't okay. think there's any uh, through thought. I don't think there's any deep meaning that links the whole thing together. I okay. think it's just... Um, a series of what 17 vignettes uh that each mean their own thing and you can sit and you can look at them and you can muse on them and so that's you, that. you don't think there's anything that ties these all together um other than their human stories okay no. huh okay so i'm i'm being mean but you've said that songs for a new world is a song cycle yeah what maybe it's easier what's the difference so for me, Songs for a New World was written um, specifically to link these things together. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got this idea in Songs for a New World. It's all about starting something new. It's all about going forward. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that's a, that is a vagary. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and there is definitely a songbook element to Songs for a New World. But I think right. for this, it's unabashedly just different Things. But how how is Songs for a New World being songs about starting something or adventure or whatever that vagueness is different from 35mm being songs about adulthood, maybe, or um, relationships? Um, yeah, songs about humans. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, I mean, no, sure, absolutely. But what I think with Songs for a New World, yeah, the there are they are linked together. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, they have been written that way. Um, Whereas I don't, I just don't think these are. And so I think the fact that these are more standalone and are linked with these standalone pictures make it stand out on its own thing. You know, I think, Um, I think we will just flat disagree on this. I also think there's, you know, we could, we could write several books on like, what really is a song cycle? Because yeah, I think exactly. the answer I is, mean, the like, thing is, is like, it's whatever you want it to be. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I do, I do a cabaret in my local pub. Yeah. That's a song cycle because right. I've chosen to put songs together. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So yeah, okay. In that respect, it's a song cycle, but yeah. I don't want to just, it's not, it's not an ordinary days. It's not a song for new world. To me, it's something right. cooler. Right. Well, ordin- I don't. I wouldn't qualify "Ordinary Days" as a song cycle. Um, but this, like, as opposed to being a cabaret, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to being the songs of Ryan Scott Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. To to me, a song cycle has s- just a scintilla more of effort behind the arranging of the songs and the putting them all together in one night than a cabaret. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, even the fact that we hear every once in a while a reprise between one or two things or that we have transitions between stuff pushes me more into the world of these songs are next to each other in an intentional order at the same time in the same night as a part of the same performance to make them one cohesive work of art. Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like 
if you start poking at the Jenga bricks and Mm -hmm. pulling one song here or there out of this show, it Mm -hmm. is a different show. It is less of a show. Completely. Um, But in the same way, I'm a photographer and I'm curating an exhibition. Yeah. I'm going to pick the photos that I want to put into that exhibition to, you know, for for that, for that exact reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I I think... To me, that just reads a song cycle. I think that's where uh-huh. our, our disagreement comes from about what a song cycle is, which, yeah. let's be honest, no one knows. I would say, yeah, well, what I would just say is I think um, when you think of a song cycle, you do think of something trying to link them all together. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's a musical yeah. theme, whether it's something like that. I just feel with this, it's you're totally allowed to just take them bit by bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's not something that's been done that much do you know yeah yeah i mean i would you know what i'd throw back to you in my mean way is i think you could do that with songs for a new world you could you could but i feel like there is jason robert brown would be disappointed in you yeah i do you know what i mean uh well i guess what i'm saying is ryan scott oliver is disappointed in you it's all this is all i'm saying i'm just saying that that's okay no just from from what he said about the show yeah i i don't think so because he he said that it's, you know, these are, these, it's a collection of photographs. Yeah, but it's a collection. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's no, do you know what I mean? It's not like the theme is this and this, right. you know, Carolee is linked to Twisted Teeth because, do you know what I mean? Okay, yes. That, yeah. All right. Do you, like, just like leave Luan and hemming and hawing. Right. Do you know, like, Right, there, there but these, there's these independent moments. But hemming and hawing and make me happy, or the seraph and mama let me in. Um, right, okay, but yeah, maybe I, I'm implying that. But maybe I think I, I think I say I I mean I what I like the thing it what attracts me so much to thirty five millimeter mm-hmm. is the fact that you can just look at them as their own individual things and have yeah. different feelings. You don't need to be like and at the end of this. It's all summed up neatly in right. this little bow. Whereas yeah. Songs for New World, you're supposed to leave thinking, I'm right. thinking hope. I'm Look thinking at all those forward. adventurers. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that for sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I like about this is it's just like moments yeah. in time. Yeah. And that, to me, that's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, what I do want to say is a kind of coda. Uh-huh. Um, I do want to talk about Ryan Scott Oliver because um, he's someone that, more people it, should talk about for for sure um he like ext- extremely excites me uh in in everything that he writes like i am mm. very much um the first thing i ever listened to is with jasper and deadland mm. um f- because i fancied matt doyle and i was like i wonder what he sounds like um <laughs> and then i was just extremely surprised because i was like this is freaky this is odd this is yeah. so odd um, and if you've listened to this podcast, you would know that I love odd shit. Um, <laughs> whether it's odd for the sake of being odd and just right. trying something, yeah. um, or whether it's doing it beautifully and artistically uh-huh. um, to make sense, then that's what I love. I would say 35mm is actually only kind of scratching the surface of what Ryan Scott Oliver can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely see lots of glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he... On Spotify, um, there's a, uh, I, I mean, what does he call it? He calls it a, a, a short or a brief musical allegory. Other body, 
a brief oh. musical allegory. Oh, I don't, I don't know that. Um, yeah, so it's basically, uh, I mean, it's six songs mm-hmm. all kind of run into each other. It's one, so it's like an epic poem. Do you know what okay. I mean, it's, it's that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of talking about the importance of telling stories and the importance of passing things on and learning mm-hmm. from mistakes and, you know, environmentalism. Like, it's a proper allegory. Like, it's yeah. a proper artistic thing and i think uh-huh. this is something that he is extremely good at and uh-huh. there's in the kind of musical theater sphere at the moment there's not many people i feel who are as good at, at telling stories like this like i'd be uh-huh. inclined to say someone like um yeah like duncan Sheik yeah. again is very good at writing and metaphor and painting yeah. these really i would say pictures. i mean if you took the names out you could have been describing dave malloy too um yeah i yeah i think and i i see the i see the differences you're talking about but yeah there's something yeah no i i I could totally i could totally pinch me especially when it comes to like experimental music yeah um but he writes in in like deep yeah like poetic allegory yeah do you know what i mean um and but what i think is is so good and you can tell it in here Mm -hmm. you know there's only really like two songs in this whole show that are solos yeah. Um, and he uses vocals yeah. so interestingly yeah. to really create an atmosphere, to create a feeling, um, and no one else is doing it, and yeah. I find it very exciting. Yeah, it's not like the chorus people trot themselves out whenever they, you know, the town's folk need to come sing in this song. Like, there are voices that exist sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah, cool. he's he's kind of unashamed. Like, and uh, uh, you know, the art he's not he's not creating a new thing. Like, I would say, like someone like Andrew Lippert does yeah, it, or Stephen Schwartz does it. Yeah, but I feel like he, where they go, he will go that little step further mm-hmm. to be a bit like, well, I'm gonna just see what this sounds like. This sounds pretty cool. We're yeah. gonna go with that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I I, I implore people to listen to Other Body. Um, and kind of let me know what you think because it's just it's it's cool. I'm saying it again, it's cool. He's a cool guy, um, and I'm very so. Darling is the the kind of dark Peter mm-hmm. Pan uh, rehash, and that's I think that's currently in development. Okay, so I really hope that appears because it's like, yeah, he's yeah a good a good it's ex- a good him. It's exciting. Yeah, uh huh. It's exciting. Um. And he works with good people. Like, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, <laughs> look yeah. at 35 millimeter. I know. And it's so, I mean, like, you just have to look at this roster. So, you know, you've got Betsy Wolf, who is kind of, she's starting to really pick up speed. Um, you know, she was in Falsettos. Mm-hmm. She's going to be in Carousel. She's going to yeah. be great. Um, Alex Brightman, School of Rock. Mm-hmm. School of Rock. Uh, G. Armstrong Johnson, again, is picking up speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's in On the Town, Hands on a Hard Body and... Uh, and Jimmy's dreams, um, and, and then Lindsay all, all Mendes. Of my um, I get, I get, but yeah, there you go with Lindsay Mendes. Yeah. It's like, why is she still not had a leading role? Yeah. Like, it's really frustrating. Well, like, this dog fight. She like we were we were talking about this when we were prepping for this podcast. Like, I've had requests forever about thirty five millimeter for like show of the week and for the podcast. Like, they come in all the right. time, but for how popular this musical seems in our world it does not have a 
fan following that mm-hmm. some of the other cult favorites do. Mm. There's not a lot of, you know, 35 millimeter tumblers out there in the same way as there are Heather's tumblers out there. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, Be More Chill was out for like a year and a half before it caught the wave. That's true. So, you know, maybe I guess five years is quite a long time, but maybe it's just these, you know, one person, Ben Platt needs to be like, this is cool. And then suddenly the world will explode over 35 millimeter. Do you know Don't I mean? sell yourself short. Maybe a mildly popular musical theater podcast <laughs> needs to talk about 35 millimeter. I think we do have the same weight as Ben Platt. Yeah. I mean, if we he stood on one side of a scale and we stood on the other side of a scale. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So if you're in London, go and see the production um, that's on it's on at the other palace yeah um, and tell us all about it yeah please do because i'm not going to make it down in time um and, and i'm certainly not going to make it down in time certainly are not <laughs> uh yeah it's i don't know i just he's an exciting man is right yeah. Scott oliver he excites me and he always wears a baseball cap and i really appreciate that but i hope i hope your your future husband is taking notes out there you have quite quite the interesting laundry list. This isn't the podcast. Where there's been too many home drinks. I'll punch you in the face when I wake up. <laughs> you should wear it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Only listens to songs about vampires on the train. Absolutely. It was He's a, a bus, but, you know. I am. was 35 millimeter a musical exhibition i am so drunk on free sparkling wine and i'm just dead because i've been drinking development fluid this whole night yeah exactly that was so silly they weren't even offering that you just brought that yourself well yeah i thought it said byodf on the invitation bring your once again development fluid a b is a df classic tommy (laughs) classic tommy hey what are we doing next week i got the quiz question you ready? Yeah. Some people argue that this next musical features the music of Felix Mendelssohn and his violin concerto in E minor. Mendelssohn remains uncredited in this musical to this day. What show, Jimmy? I feel like you might be one of those people, Tommy. Did I argue that? I'm always one of those people. When yes. in doubt, I'm one of those people. You are. Um, <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us, you can. Um, Come over and find me on Twitter at As in Hendrix and YouTube at the same handle. And I'm Musical Mash on Twitter and Musical Theater Mash on YouTube. Or you can check out our show Twitter, Jim and Tomic, or the website, jimandtomic.com. 
which has a link to our fabulous Reddit discussion where we'll be chatting up a storm. I feel like there'll be lots of chat this time because there's lots of things to talk about. Yeah, we talked about oh lots gosh. of things, that's for sure. We absolutely did. That's what happens when you go to an art gallery, you know? You talk about all things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get drunk on free wine. Um, sparkling wine, sorry. Um, and hey, we shall see you next week correct sandwiches did i do that right you did absolutely (laughs) bye 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 have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels well here's your chance Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.